Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof, where we're kicking life with bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan. As a master martial artist and sixth-degree black belt with 40 years' experience, I've spent my life empowering kids and adults with hope and the courage and confidence to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears and battle through their challenges, to stand up to any bully they're facing, either real or in their mind. And now I've got the opportunity to share these messages with you each and every week. So get ready as we go on this life-changing journey together to become bullyproof and to live our best kick in life. Hey everyone, Master Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. So coming to you live from our Grogan's Bullyproof page and got some exciting news. Starting tomorrow, July 1st, we're going to do 31 days of bullyproof. 31 days on how to be bullyproof. And I'm going to share with you some personal, not only stories, but personal ways that I, unfortunately, and I hear from a lot of people, the way I bully myself and myself in past and the way others have bullied themselves. And uh, I'm going to share with you not only the ways I do it, but what I've learned from it, and most importantly, what I've done to stop it, or at the very least, to make things better. So I've kind of broken things down into a couple categories of, uh, of, of bullyproof. And essentially, what I've broken down to, most of it, the way I bully myself the most, is disrespecting myself. Disrespecting myself by not <laughs> following my self-discipline. Yeah, the things I discipline, the things I say I'm going to do, oftentimes get caught up in the, the rat race, if you will, and I say I'm going to do it, but something pops up, something happens, and I don't end up doing it. So I see some friends popping up on the line here. Make sure you say hi when you jump on there. I saw Judith jump on there. There's David. Good stuff, everybody. So that's my whole goal. We're going to have the 31 days in July. We're going to have 31 different videos. So every day on this page right here, the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life page, I'm going to post a new video on one of the ways that I bully myself, what I've learned from it, and most importantly, what I've done to stop it or at least make it better. So as I said, the biggest way that I do that is just you know, disrespect, lack of self-discipline. Now, I hear it all the time. People say, my gosh, you're a martial artist. I figure self-discipline is in your nature. Well, it truly is, and so is self-respect. But I'm also a human being, a human being that tries to do too many things, sometimes for too many people, and oftentimes what happens is I end up disrespecting myself by not eating properly, by not attending, going to the gym regularly, by not working out myself, by not getting enough sleep. And right there, four different ways of how I oftentimes bully myself. And if that's something you do, please leave it in the comment box there and, and share with us. And by all means, and there's Sally Lockwood, Hi, Sally, and by all means, if you found a way to stop those bad habits or stop the bullying of yourself, to find a better way of respecting yourself and following your own self-discipline. Throw it in there, because we're all working together to learn on this. And something I've talked about before, you know, I've been in martial arts now, this will be 40 years, and I've been teaching uh, martial arts for about 31 years, but I was kind of reflecting back, I've been coaching since 1983, 84, and I wasn't a head coach back then, but I've been coaching hockey and baseball and football and uh, personal training. So, I mean, I've, I've worked with, I don't know, thousands of different people, and I'm blessed to say that I've been surrounding myself, especially as the past eight years, when I 
found out I, I could read. I didn't know I could read, but I found out I could. So I started surrounding myself with people that were encouraging me to read, encouraging me to go to conferences and get back to the bullying. That was one huge thing that I did uh, bullied myself was I didn't respect myself enough to be humble enough to continue learning, to continue self-educating, to continue uh, um, surrounding myself with people to help me get to a higher level. Now, I always talk about there's two types of people in your life. There's the engines that are helping push you and drive you to be your very, very best. Always, you know, talking about their goals, what they're doing, what they're shooting for, how they're going to make things better. Always talking about the future, being so bright, got to wear shades, right? Crazy song. Or the other side is you're surrounding yourself with anchors. Now, anchors, they're the ones that pull you down, just like an anchor would, right? And when you surround yourself with anchors, essentially, you're disrespecting yourself. You're bullying yourself. And Judah says, I think a routine is, is helpful, especially exercise in the morning. No, you're exactly right, Judith. And if uh, you can stick to that habit, my goodness, keep, keep it up. And that's the, that's the thing. You've got to establish a routine and develop a habit or a pattern of doing it. So getting back to um, the areas are kind of broken down, at least for me, the self, uh, self uh, um, or the disrespect <laughs> for not having a self-discipline. But I think a lot of that is based on my thoughts and actions. And my thoughts and actions are based on something I kind of wrote out. Um, and that is, I call it the four questions. The how, the what, the who, and the why regarding two things. Time and the people I surround myself with. Now, as we know, time is the most sacred commodity. There is nothing more valuable than time. I always say we well, can make more money. Of course, it never seems like that when it's time to pay bills, especially now we've been going through this pandemic, but we can. We can always make more money, but we can never make more time. We can't buy more time. There's just no way. It doesn't matter who you are. We're all given 24 hours in a day. If you break it down even further, that's 1,440 minutes in a day. Or to break it down even further, that's 86,400 seconds in a day. Now, I like to talk about all the time and Judah says, important to surround yourself with positivity. It pushes you to good places. Judith, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a minute, about uh, uh, the um, energy vampires. And if you're surrounding yourself with the wrong type of people, those vampires are going to suck the life, the energy, the positivity out of you. So anyway, the 86,400 seconds. Oftentimes talk about, just imagine, the beginning of every day, you are given $86,400. Now, essentially, you're given something more valuable than $86,400. You're given 86,400 seconds of a brand new day. Now, what you do with that time, what you do with that, is what helps drive you and push you to becoming your very, very best. Or, or you just waste it. Oh, just another day, just another day. And time is precious, and we have to make the most of our days. Yes, you're once again spot on. Bang, Jews cooking hot tonight. Good stuff. So anyway, yeah. So when you say just another day, essentially you've spent 86,400, well, something more valuable than money on just another day. If you give it away, you'll never get that day back. Now I get it. Some days are bad days. Some days are not great days. And you're like, I cannot wait for this day to get over. But if we say that often enough, what's going to happen? Sooner or later, all the days are going to be gone. Now we're going to be left with nothing. Oh, there's Billy Herman on the line. Good to see you, Bill. So if you think about that, 
the time, which once again, you can make more money, you can't make more time. What are you doing with your time? And then the time, who are you spending that time with and what are you doing with it? Are you surrounding yourself, once again, as I said before, with people that are lifting and driving and helping you become better? Or are you surrounding yourself with people that, as uh, we mentioned here earlier, vampires, energy suckers, right? Yeah, they suck the life, they suck the positivity, they suck the energy, they suck the goals and, 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 and aspirations right out of you. Can't surround yourself with those type of people because you are a product, a percentage of the four to five people you surround yourself with the most. If you surround yourself with uh, engines that are driving and pushing you, man, oh man, you surround yourself with four or five people that are successful, you know, Christians, good moral values, man, you're gonna take on those qualities. However, you surround yourself with people that are always negative, always talking about others, always talking about the world's going to hell in a handbasket, and you know, it's just all gloom and doom. Now, we've got some stuff going on in our society right now that is not very positive, it's not very good, but quite confident we're not only gonna find our way out of it, we're gonna be a little bit better. And of course, my goal is, I always, um, I guess if you're gonna hear what frustrates me, and this is sometimes the way I bully myself, are things I cannot control, and I'm sure there's countless others out there. Go ahead and say in the chat box there, if it's one of the things you worry too much about what other people think, and you, wor- you try and do too much to help out others, and when it doesn't work out, you get frustrated because you've spent so much time and not getting much of a return on your investment. Well, here's the thing. If you're throwing your messages out there and you know that you've helped somebody, even if it's one person, man, give yourself a little pat on the back. Don't over-celebrate it, but know that you have impacted at least one person. And there's an old saying, you may not be able to change the world for everybody, but you might be able to, oh, I goofed it up. (laughs) You may not be able to change uh, uh, the world for uh, the whole world, but you may be able to change somebody's world. You may be able to make them have a brighter, healthier, happier day. Just smiling, sharing your gifts with them. So, and a couple other things wrote down I want to get to before we wrap it up here. Oh, I always talk about, uh, um, this little sidebar here, my book, Bullyproof, we're in the final editing stages now, so um, the editor sent it, just an update on what's going on there. The editor sent it back, and we got to log a little more of a backstory on a couple of the characters, and then tie in a couple things to make sure the story flows. But man, we're getting close, getting real close on uh, Bullyproof. I'll keep everybody posted when uh, I get that done and sent back to the editor, and then we'll have one more copyright edit. Um, I didn't know what that was until about a month ago. <laughs> but a copyright edit is when I go through and make sure all the the, uh, the sentence structure's right, and uh, I's are dotted, T's are crossed, and grammatical errors are taken care of, and all those good things. You know, this is uh, this is coming from a guy that barely graduated high school, but now I'm writing a book. Well, so if I can do it, anybody can do it, right? But it was something that I I bullied myself for the longest time because I always wanted to write a book, but I didn't believe in myself, didn't have the confidence. I kept playing that in my head that you know, I barely graduated graduated high school. How in the heck am I going to write a book? And who's going to read this book? What do I have to say? Well, friends, family members, uh, followers here on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram continuously tell me, look, <laughs> you got 300-something video blogs out there. Just put that content into a book. And so basically that's what I've done. And I'll give you a little tease on the book. It's essentially me as a kid meeting me 
as an adult, Master Grogan, and us going on a journey together to help uh, uh, both of us become bullyproof. So that's good stuff. And Judah's always popping up nice comments there. Looking forward to seeing the book. We autograph. Yes, absolutely. Autograph a book, Judith. Thank you for everything. Always being on the line here. You get inspired when you are inspired by positivity. It's important not to compare yourself to others. Uh, to do your to your best every day, yes. And, and I, well, once again, you're exactly right. And of course, I'll get some uh, naysayers say, "Well, yeah, it's easy for you to say that, and uh, it's easy for you to be upbeat. It's easy for you." Well, I'm, I'm a human being too. I got mental battles. I call it the uh, um, the devil within that I fight every day. You know, kind of good and evil, if you will. You know, should I stay in bed? Should I get up? Should I? Uh, um, <laughs> should I go to the gym? Should I not? Should I work on my bullyproof book? Should I work on trying to expand the, the studio and grow and help students? Should I go give speeches here? I mean, it's, it, there's a lot of stuff going on. And oftentimes, kind of back to the bullying, what I found that I've done, and I'm going to share more and more of this because it's kind of opened up my soul here. In the midst of the 20-something years that I've been building this business, I don't want to say I've neglected my kids. I've been there as much as I can, but I sure as heck haven't been the father that I want to be. And I share that openly because, yeah, I've built a pretty good business here. I've got a lot of good things happening, but at what cost? What was my return on investment? Yeah, return on investment, you know, that's a business term, isn't it? <laughs> Meaning, what return did I get for the amount of time or money that I invested into it? And I've got a good business. I feel like I'm making a tremendous impact, but my, soul, my son's 20 now, my daughter's 17, my youngest son's 11 and a half. <laughs> and uh, I look back at some days at old pictures of them when they're little, and I think, man, I'm never getting that time back with them. So I live with a lot of regret because of that. Now, they always say, Dad, don't be so hard on yourself. And, you know, that's a way I often bully myself looking back and thinking I should have done more. But I also use that as a tool, as a reminder that, um, well, I'll give you an example. One of the things I would say to Austin all the time, and I was working on stuff, would be, in a minute, buddy, in a minute, buddy, and kind of bully myself living with regret saying in a minute buddy all the time and what that meant was Austin would come up to me and he'd say hey dad you're real excited can we play oh you know what buddy I'm working on this just give me a minute buddy just give me a minute and of course he'd run off and do whatever and then he'd come back hey dad has it been a minute yet and it'd probably been 10 minutes but he didn't know right I said, oh gosh buddy I am so so sorry just let dad finish up on this okay buddy and he'd run off all happy kind of like cats in a cradle right the song cats in a cradle if you haven't heard that song <laughs> and I have to hear it, man. It hits the heart. So he'd run off. He'd come back. Hey, Dad, been a minute yet? Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Just, just hold tight. And next thing I know, I look over, and you know, this gets me emotional every time I talk about it. He's asleep in the floor. And I think, you know what? Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm going to do a better job. Tomorrow, I'm going to spend time with him. And what would happen? You know, my intentions were good, but my self-discipline wasn't. I wasn't. Another way I bully myself often is I'm not impeccable with my word. Say I'm going to do it. So my wife called me out not too terribly long ago. I was working on something, I was editing the book or, or writing a video blog, I don't remember what I was doing. And she says, don't regret everything, you can't go back in time, enjoy the moments. Judith, you're, you're awesome. And uh, Emma came up and he says, hey dad, can we go outside and throw the ball around? And I'm like, what? And Desi goes, my wife, in a minute, buddy? I'm like, ooh, bang, she hit me with the right hook of reality. So I got up and dropped what I was doing and I went out and had, the, I mean, extremely good time, I had fun. And here's the deal, I came back to what I was working on and I had a much clearer mind and uh, oh boy, I mean, just, and, and I know, I preach this, I oftentimes feel like a gosh darn hypocrite <laughs> because I tell everybody else what to do and oftentimes those are the things I'm working on the most. But I've gotten confirmation from my mentors that that's okay. 
because most uh, uh, speakers and most coaches, life coaches and motivators, we talk about the things that we're working on the most. Why? Because it's front of the mind awareness. And here's the guarantee, as one of my mentors told me, if you're dealing with it, if you're working on it, if you're struggling with it, or you're bullying yourself in this way, kind of the title of this video and you know the 31 days of videos that are coming up, he said, I guarantee there's millions, if not billions out there that are struggling with the same problem or the same battle. So openly share those things. And he said, that's, that's the way, you know, great motivators and great uh, um, in, inspiring leaders and coaches are able to really drive people to be better because they're humble enough to admit their own faults. Yeah. And they're more genuine, they're more personable. And, our, and, and by saying that, and, and other uh, friends out there that I know you're getting into the speaking field, and a lot of friends reach out that are starting podcasts and everything else, and man, my hats are off to you. If you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to help you the best way I can. But just also know when you make yourself vulnerable like that, that others are going to try and take advantage of that. They are. You're going to have critics. You're going to have, as some people like to call them, haters. And I try not to use the word hater because I, fi- I feel, one, if someone is, is deliberately has so much hate in them, that they're trying to spit that toxicity all over me or anybody else with their comments and their criticisms, man, and one, I'm not gonna take it, but two, there's nothing I can say to that person. So I posted something earlier today, uh, another way that I've often bullied myself in the past is by not, uh, not being willing to unfriend or unfollow somebody. Why? Because I kept thinking, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe there's hope, maybe I can help that person, maybe I can help that person. Well, the truth of the matter is some people don't want helped. Zig Ziglar would talk about <laughs> sometimes the worst thing you can do is help somebody with their problem. Because if you take the problem away, now they're going to be mad at you because they got nothing to complain about. <laughs> like, whoa. I mean, wham. How's that for a right hook of reality? But yeah, some people are just, they're the happiest when they're unhappy. Now, I can't figure that out. But all I know is don't let them be the anchors that pull you down and get you depressed, that make you feel bad about yourself. The... Um, um, the energy vampires. Don't let them suck the life right out of you. You know, and Meredith said, every day is a new day and always a new chance. You doggone right it is. A new chance, a new set of uh, 86,400 86, seconds to live the life of your dreams. But as you know, and those that listen a lot, I don't believe, and uh, nor do I promote, that the world's all sunshine and rainbows. You know, as Rocky says, it's a mean, nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it'll beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Yeah. You mean nobody hits as hard as life. It doesn't. Life hits hard, man. It hits you hard. And the worst thing is, as I shared with you a couple times now, oftentimes we, me, possibly you, are our own worst bully by the things we say to ourselves, the regret we live with, the mental battles that go on inside here. Yeah, that's kind of like our mission statement is... Uh, um, uh, or empowering people, or kids and adults to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears, battle through their challenges, to stand up to any bully they're facing, either real or in your mind. And like I said, oftentimes this is the worst one. So I've, I've kind of labeled it sort of like the uh, uh, good angel and a bad angel or good and evil. I feel we got a, a bully within that's trying to dominate for power and then we've got a bullyproof warrior also within that's trying to dominate for power. And that reminds me of a story I've told many, many times about the two wolves that live inside of each of us. And by the way, this two wolves story is gonna be 
in the Bullyproof book, but I'll go ahead and spill it a little bit for you here. And those that have heard it before, here's a nice refresher reminder. A, uh, um, a young child goes to his great-grandfather and um, he said, Grandfather, can you tell me a story? And his grandfather's always good about telling stories. And grandfather says, yeah, you know what? The story I'm gonna tell you today is gonna help you now, but it's gonna help you even more as you get older because you may not fully understand it now, but as you get older, it's gonna help you along the way there. And he says, okay, so he sits down and his grandfather starts in on the story and he says, I'm gonna tell you about the two wolves that live inside of all of us. And the boy says, do we have two wolves that live inside of me? He goes, yeah, we got two wolves. You've got a good wolf and a bad wolf. Now, the good wolf is all about happiness and inspiration and love and striving to be better, smiling, working hard to be your very, very best, never giving up, having that attitude of, yeah, I can do more. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be my very, very best. It's the, the kind of the, the good wolf is the mindset we all had as kids. We were going to take on the world. We were going to change the world, right? Yeah. Well, the kid's all excited about the good wolf. Yes, I love the good wolf. And grandfather says, and then the other wolf is the bad wolf. And the bad wolf focuses on negativity and hate and self-doubt and envy and jealousy and regret. And the little kid says, Grandpa, I'm not sure I know all those words. And he says, well, all those words are the opposite of the good wolf. Yeah, envy means and jealousy is you're mad at somebody or you don't like somebody because they have something you don't have. And negativity is the opposite of positivity. Yeah, and fear is the opposite of faith. So the two wolves are, are opposites, opposites of the universe. The kid gets excited again. He says, Grandpa, so both of those wolves are inside me? He says, yeah. And they're constantly fighting. They're constantly battled for dominance. And the kid says, well, Grandpa, which wolf wins? And Grandpa says, the wolf you feed. Little kid's stomach goes, the wolf I feed? I don't understand what you mean, the wolf I feed. I feed these wolves? Kids are, you know, not getting it. And then Grandpa says, the wolf you feed with your thoughts. The wolf you feed with your words. The wolf you feed with your actions. So if you're constantly putting yourself down, saying negative things about yourself, like I can't do this, I'm not smart enough, I'm ugly, I'm dumb, I'm stupid, nobody likes me, then you're feeding the bad wolf. And that wolf is going to take over your life. However... You feed the other wolf, the good wolf, with, I can do this. I can, I will. My word is law. I believe in myself. I have faith. I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to battle through. I'm not going to give up. I want to be my very, very best. I'm going to smile. I'm going to be happy. Sometimes i got to force that smile. That's feeding the good wolf. And whichever wolf you feed is going to dominate your life. So there's the wolf story. Kind of carried it out a little bit there, but I just wanted to share both sides. And I tell you, I fed the, the bad wolf more times than I'd like to admit. But by saying that story to you, by sharing that story with you, it also helps remind me. That's why I encourage all of you out there that are listening. Everybody's got a message to share. Use your phone. I was just using my iPhone here. Send it up. Share your message. Now, you know, and you think, well, I'm only two or three people I tuned in or five people tuned in or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're making an impact. But just know it's going to take a little while. Like I said, i got about 350 videos now. <laughs> and I guarantee you those first 100 or so were woo, probably not the best. 
and uh, our podcast, we're up to 211 podcasts, so we're continuing to, uh, and basically I'm using a lot of these videos for the podcast because can't get in the recording studio right now, but uh, the producers are so amazing, uh, they're able to strip the audio off the videos and make it work, so good stuff there. So a couple other things I wanted to share with you real, real quick, and um, you know, obviously the video messages, they're not going to be for everybody. You know, my goal is to impact as many people as I can to help uh, them deal with the bully within, to feed the right wolf. But, uh, you know, uh, these are messages that over the course of my life, and, you know, I'm going to uh, celebrate the big 5-0 here in a couple weeks, and, and uh, um, I'm still battling to bullyproof myself but I'm willing to be vulnerable and open up and share these stories with you in hopes that it helps you in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I found the best way to bullyproof myself is by respecting myself. And I truly feel if you don't respect yourself, there's no way you could ever respect anybody else. And the next thing is with your own self-discipline. If you say you're gonna do it, then do it. Be committed, be impeccable with your word. And, uh, um, but, uh, I lost my train of thought here. Oh, I found the best way to stop bullying myself is by following my core values, set of core values, and we've created here at the Academy our Black Belt Principles. And the Black Belt Principles that I've created for, well, I guess, myself, for our students, and for my clients is, and I'll say them for you here, humility, courtesy, bravery, honor, integrity, discipline, respect, and perseverance. And uh, your message is so powerful. Happy 50th. Thank you, Judith, again, as always. So those are our black belt principles. And I've kind of broken those down into three categories, if you will. The first um, three, humility, courtesy, bravery, are kind of the mindset. Honor, integrity, discipline, respect are the core values, meaning those are the core principles that can't be breached. And then perseverance stands on its own. And perseverance is that willingness to get back up one more time. Not if, but when life kicks your butt. Not if, but when life hands it to you, or as Rocky says, beats you to your knees and tries to keep you there permanently. But you're not going to let it. You're going to get back up. That perseverance is driving you to get back up. And each time you get back up, each time you're willing to fight another round, each time you're willing to push yourself and not give up, you're going to strengthen those perseverance muscles, and that's when you're going to be feeding the right wolf. That's when you're going to be taking that next step to becoming bullyproof. And what is bullyproof? Bullyproof means you've got on your Teflon armor, baby. I got on my, you know, super suit here. <laughs> my uh, uh, my dobok is the Korean the Korean term for it. Martial arts suit or gi, as a lot of people like to call it. But it's my super suit, my empowering suit. I feel like I can do anything when I'm wearing this. And so that's why I put that on, is my bullyproof armor. But we gotta put our bullyproof armor on here and here. Not let people penetrate our souls, but also not let negativity penetrate our mind either. And that's all part of becoming bullyproof. And of course the end all be all goal is to live your best kick in life. And a kick in life is not just a good life, it's not a great life, it's a kick in life, baby. You're cashing checks, you're taking names, you're inspired, you're motivating others, and you're helping others live their best kick in life because life is handed to you, baby you kick life's butt right back and now you're soaring with the eagles you're not down there gobbling with the turkeys there you go good stuff all right last couple things here oh i almost forgot and i'm glad i wrote my note here so i didn't forget this i also like to share just think if we're struggling with these things the things that i shared with you right now you know and uh, you know and oftentimes i know friends get in arguments and fights on social media and facebook that's why i strongly encourage boy don't 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 waste your precious time with someone that you're probably never going to change. Just unfriend and unfollow them. You know, it doesn't mean you're giving up on them. It just means that you're, you're, you're not disrespecting yourself. You're not giving up your time that you could be spent helping someone else on someone who just 
you know, is, is happy being unhappy. Yeah, live life to the fullest, absolutely. And uh, so anyway, just think if we're having trouble with this, if you have kids, think about how difficult it must be for our kids. I mean, they don't have the, the life experience that we have. They certainly don't have the communication skills because communication skills just flat out aren't taught anymore. All kids know how to communicate is through a device. It's sad, but it's true. I mean, you know, it, talking face to face. I had uh, one of our one of our, our instructors, and this girl was a dynamo. I mean, she graduated high school early with honors and advanced calculus and uh, all these other advanced classes that. <laughs> There's no way I took them. But anyway, she was a dynamo. We had her start doing some phone calls. And, and, and as great as she was, she didn't really know how to talk on the phone. Uh, which, and it's kind of funny. I could, I, I, she, she, she always laughs when I share this story uh, about it because she's grown so much. But she truly didn't. She would uh, call and somebody called in. Uh, she'd get the appointment. And, okay, bye. Instead of, okay, well, thank you very much. Is there any other additional questions you had or can I help you with anything? It was just, okay, bye. Boom. I'm like, what the heck was that? <laughs> but she'd never been taught. Never been taught. And, and some of the things that we take for granted, you know, that the kids have got all the answers because they know technology and they know devices and they know social media, but they're still kids. They're still extremely immature and they sure as heck don't have a life experience or the pressures of not only bullying that we used to deal with as kids, but bullying on social media, which is far worse, right? Because anybody anywhere can say and do anything they want on social media and there's rarely ever a consequence. But what happens is these kids, they plan it. It hits them here, it hits them here. And then they start thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, nobody likes me. I only got five likes and this girl got 10 likes and, and why is that? And they start beating themselves up. I mean, we do it. Can you imagine how hard it is for kids? So these messages I'm sharing, and then hopefully you're going to share some with me as well. Think about as tough as that is for us, really, how tough can it be for our kids? Because we grew up without devices, but yet we're all pretty much addicted to devices. And I had a, well, I'll say disagreement, but uh, uh, I'd said that before, and somebody goes, well, I'm not addicted to my device. And I said, well, it's good, man. I'm happy as heck. I said, uh, um, unfortunately, I think, I and most other people are. He goes, oh, well, what, what, what do you mean? And I said, well, when's the last time you walked from one room of your house to the uh, another room in your house without carrying your phone? Well, yeah, that doesn't mean I'm addicted. I said, okay, well, what do we call a person that wakes up first thing in the morning and takes a drink of alcohol, and the last thing they do before they go to bed takes a drink of alcohol? What is that? Well, it's an alcoholic. The person's addicted. I said, so what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Look at your phone. What's the last thing you do before you go to bed? Chances are you look at your phone. And what do you carry from room to room? Your phone. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I am saying it's something we need to be aware of because in, in a way, that's another way we're bullying ourselves. But my point is, if we're addicted and we grew up without these things, can you imagine what our kids are going through who have not, they have not known a life without the device? They grew up with this thing. That's all they know life is. So of course they're not gonna know how to communicate unless we teach them. And uh, not to beat up on schools, schools do the best they can, but it certainly isn't in the curriculum. It's not. Um, and I taught for 11 years, and the schools do the best they can with the state mandates and everything else. But the unfortunate thing is we've got too many people that are so far removed from the classroom making decisions on what is needs to be taught in the classroom. We're losing all that independence. We're losing all that communication. They're taking away PE and music and arts and recess because we need to cram more knowledge in these kids' head. Well, 
spent time in Asia and Korea four different times, and I can tell you the culture over there, they spend a good majority of the time with kids, equal time on the arts, the music, the PE, which is martial arts, every single day. And that's why those kids continue to excel, because they realize you've got to have that endorphin release. The kids have got to move around. So essentially, we're, we're conti- contributing to the problem of continuing to bully our kids, unknowingly, unwillingly, but that's what's going on. So I bring this back around because, once again, if we're addicted to this device and we've had life experience, we've had life before it, can you imagine how tough it is over your kids? So what's the solution? Well, the solution is for us to try and do a better job of not carrying our phone from room to room and uh, showing our kids that we can put the device down in hopes that they can also follow our lead. Because basically, they're following our lead right now. They see mom and dad with the phone. That must be cool, so they're with the phone. And we get teenagers, you know, they, they, they have the phone. They can't. <laughs> they can't move or, lo- or do anything without it, right? So anyway, I just wanted to bring that part up. So what I'm going to do here, every single day in July, on this page right here, Grogan's Bullyproof and Kick and Life page, there's going to be a I don't know, two to three minute video on one of the ways that I've bullied myself in the past, or maybe I'm currently bullying myself now, what I've learned from it and what I'm going to do or what I'm doing right now to stop it or at least what I'm attempting to do. And the biggest thing is, like I mentioned before, following, uh, uh, I can't talk here, my my self-discipline, the things I say I'm going to do, do them, and then following my core values and black belt principles. So there you go. All right. Well, Judah, thank you so much for all the comments. I really appreciate you and uh, always saying so so, so nice things and making me feel good about myself. Balance the day. We can enjoy... The phone but set limits. Boom. Judith's got it going on here. Judith needs to start her own podcast and start doing her own video blog. She is full of wonderful advice. So, uh, Judith, that may be if uh, I know some people aren't comfortable in front of the camera, but uh, I often tell people that always put wonderful advice up there. If you don't feel good in front of a camera, then you don't have to do video blogs, but gosh darn it, share those things in a written blog because the world needs your positivity. The world needs your help. The world needs your knowledge. The world needs the experience and, and life uh, um Um, I guess experience that you've gained and uh, share that with somebody because I promise you're going to help out millions without even knowing it. So there you go. Judith, thank you. There's Stacey Johnson popping up saying good stuff, sir. Well, Stacey, God bless you. I hope everything's good up there with, with you all up in Chicago or I guess Bourbon A area, right? Good, good, good. Uh, I'm camera shy. Ah, that's, that's, that's okay. My wife doesn't enjoy the camera either. Uh, but uh, as a matter of fact, she doesn't en- enjoy typing this stuff up either. So uh, uh, so she just kind of does a little a little bit of stuff on social media. But uh, anyway, I'm serious about that. Camera shy. Don't worry about the camera then. Just write those things out and just post positive things on your page. And uh, um, you'll develop a following of people that you're really going to be able to impact and help. And I always share with you where I get the greatest joy and satisfaction is empowering kids in martial arts class empowering others and during speeches and conferences and what I'm doing right here right now just talking to the camera and knowing that uh, I'm hopefully making an impact on, on a few out there or a thousand out there or whatever the case may be so good stuff all right so check back here every day the videos start tomorrow morning you'll see them when you log on the page uh, Grogan's bullyproof and kicking life and of course if there's some some way that you're bullying yourself leave that in the comments and, and I'll do everything I can to address that as well all right folks I love you God loves you Please, the world needs it right now more than ever. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. 
and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Can't wait to read your comments. Can't wait to chat with you again real soon. And I can't wait to help empower you to be bullyproof for the month of July. And then guess what? After July, we'll carry it over to August, baby, and we'll keep this train rolling. Yes, we will. God bless everybody. Have a blessed day. Chat with you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof. This is your Bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please share this podcast with someone who could benefit from this message. And please remember that five-star review to let others know that you're part of the Grogan's Bullyproof tribe. And until we talk again, remember, you have the power to overcome your fears and battle through your challenges to stand up to any bully you're facing, either real or in your mind. So get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best, and I promise you'll become bullyproof and live your best kick in life.